Hi, this is High Trek, and I'm Riley Russell. And I'm Bill Norn. Also known as Beagle. Yep. Also. So, wait. We've said the title. We've said our names. Yeah. Oh, so this is the podcast where we boldly go where everyone else has gone before, except this time we're high. Yes, we are. We're watching uh, the Star Trek The Next Generation, episode by episode. We're on episode two. I don't know the title of it. Yeah, I forgot that I was going to look that up, but I got high. So this is the fun part about yeah. high Trek is um, feel free to toke anytime we say, but I got high. Don't do that. You might die. Not because it's weed. Oh. Fine. It's safe. Not like a medical guy. You might guy. get a stomach ache. Like, oh, you could get a stomach ache. That's true. I wouldn't want to. That's, that's almost worse than death. I mean, you might oversleep. That, that could be a problem. Yeah, just, you know, behave responsibly. Yes. We're, in, we're in a legal state. I'm sorry if you're pre-legal, but someday we will someday. all be in legal states, hopefully. Right on. So episode two. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to do the countdown because I'm going to edit this in later. Um, the title of episode two is... The Naked Now. Yay! Okay. Wait. All right, so that, that was the episode. title. Yeah, so, that uh, episode two, I know it as the Isolinear Chips episode. Um, I do know this because the podcast that I listened to... Oh, so I've never actually watched Star Trek before. I listened to a podcast do an episode... Ep- this sounds familiar, doesn't it? An episode-by-episode <laughs> episode, uh, podcast about it. And I listened to... And it's called. it was called The Greatest Generation. And that was like my first experience with each episode um so yeah i've never seen star trek before like i've never seen this episode before uh but i have i did hear them talk about it and this one specifically they talked about how everyone gets a thing that makes them act drunk yeah and there's like an so so in this episode it starts one of their one of their major goofs which is the drunk shimoda because an engineer character named shimoda is like playing like building blocks with isolinear chips and it just seems like he is having the most ridiculous amazing time and so every episode they say they're drunk shimoda like who they think has oh, okay. the most ridiculous time yeah. so it's it's a it's a thing that became and a thing on the second episode so i remember this episode better than other ones that makes sense do you know of any like important story beats or character beats that you learn from the podcast? So I think it's one of those, because it's one of those where they all get drunk, right? So they all kind of like develop more into like who they would be if they were let loose a bit. So it's kind of one of those, this shows you secret insight to the character where we can show you more of like who they are without actually having that develop over episodes. Right? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I really thought about like that, but that is, yeah, basically what happens. Yeah. Um, certain situations get repeated later in the series just as a callback, yeah. which was popular pre-Netflix era. I mean, I love callbacks, don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, like, literally, callbacks are amazing. So there'll definitely be callbacks from this episode. Oh, great. So. And then I can, when we watch them, I can point at them and be like, this was a, this was a callback to this episode. Yeah. I mean, this is the awesome thing about never having seen it, and but still knowing about it. Yeah. And uh, such a interesting experience and i'm glad that i extremely interesting i get to experience that in some way because like i'm like i don't even know what shimoda looks like i just know who he is (laughs) i have no idea what he looks like he looks like shimoda (laughs) oh my god like it's so fucking weird like okay anyway so that will definitely come up uh, i think yeah because i will point at it and i'll be like this is the shimoda moment yep 
I knew exactly what you were talking about when you <laughs> mentioned or explained the reference. Uh, mm. Yeah. So, oh, uh, so just to clarify for the podcast, you have seen Star Trek. I have. I was six when it came out, and I watched all the episodes in order when they came out, and then I watched them all when they came out on reruns, and then when Netflix finally had it, I probably watched it around a dozen times since. So this is not his first watch, it's but not it is my first mine. Watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, uh, so I, I kind of... A cult is a very strong term, but I grew up in a very closed group of conservative Christians where I did not have cable so i didn't grow up with the same experiences that a lot of people did so i just like there's a lot of tv shows i've never watched because i didn't have access to them and my dad also didn't like the next generation because he was a fan of the first series and didn't like the second the new stuff (laughs) so i just never came in contact with it Completely different experience yeah for me yeah and so that's why why we were watching it together and doing a podcast because yeah two different experiences it's fun oh and just uh, a note to all the nerds out there like myself i actually don't engage on any kind of like online uh, interpretations of star trek i've only analyzed it through my own lens honestly and just i've talked to people about it and had discussions but i haven't gone so far as to get involved with the online community so i don't know if i make a faux pas please tell me and i would love to have that discussion I don't. <laughs> so it will mostly just be me answering those questions yeah. if we get them. Uh, uh, I don't want to interact with people as much as you want to interact with people. I just, right. like, I'm, I'm a very face-to-face person, um, except for my voice is very expressive, which leads well to a podcast, but it doesn't lead well to typing because a lot of the way I communicate is through my voice and facial expressions, and typing is just exhausting for me, and I don't like to do it, and so... Sorry, guys. I will probably get, like, top funny shit and, like, respond to that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm the opposite in most of those regards. I, I'm i a writer, and I've had to do a lot of online uh, mediating between people. It, it, honestly, it's tiring, but I also enjoy it, too. Yeah, I mean, so. like, that's... I get that, because, like, there are definitely things that I have where I like things that are tedious but I really enjoy the reward at the end but I just don't get enough dopamine from conversations on the internet yeah they're completely different experience for a lot of people a lot of reasons so anyway (laughs) my brother just laughed at me I think he might be on headphones oh he's definitely not hearing what we're saying uh yeah this happens periodically throughout the podcast by the way it's pretty great yeah I didn't pick it up though. Maybe That's okay. I might change my our mic setup. Maybe we'll be able to catch those. So remember last time when we said we're probably going to record this with a different mic setup? We didn't. Nope. I remember mid setting up of this mic setup. So yeah. I just I just went with it. So again, with it being a legal state, we had edibles. Uh, so I don't know if we're ever going to tell you what kind or not or what we're smoking. Uh, mostly nothing because. We're in an apartment and we can't smoke. So we, we have the edibles and then we wait for them to kick in. And sometimes we remember to set up the mics before they kick in. And sometimes we do not. And this thing was the we do not. Yeah. <laughs> but probably next time. <laughs> All right. So was there anything else before we watch the episode? I will freely admit before we get into this that this episode is problematic 
because it doesn't make sense for some things to have happened the way they have to have to happen for things to be explained later on. Oh, don't worry. I'll point out bad storytelling just as much as I point out good storytelling. Yeah. All right. So, but it won't seem bad. Yeah. I don't know how you'll interpret we'll it. We'll find but, out, won't we? Yeah. But it, like, won't we? I freely admit there is um issues. Well, no. And, like, it's, uh, I hate, I hate being like, but the time and but the thing is is like uh all of all all things that are unacceptable are unacceptable and they were always unacceptable it's just that people didn't get fucking called out for it it's just that the the society of culture was allowed people to behave badly without any repercussions and now people are getting repercussions so yeah i agree with that although in this instance i'm more talking about just like the writers were new and then they just didn't stick to their own lore later oh on. shitty writing we just call that shitty writing okay shitty writing isn't always bad like lazy isn't bad like you you use what you can use that's a whole nother discussion <laughs> post-it note post-it note oh while it might sound like it's un- makes sense to us because we use this term would you like to explain the post-it note concept oh okay so the post-it note concept is like when you're getting into a discussion that you know is going to kind of unravel into like a deeper thing which involves a lot of like discussions then I and I don't want to get into that I use the term post-it note because it's like hey so in my head I am making a little bullet point that says uh discussion on how shitty and lazy writing isn't always bad and that I use the term bad and good for different things than the average person does and that's a huge longer conversation that you will just figure out through context so we don't really need to discuss that at this moment post-it note on that concept someday we will have that discussion and then i will be like hey do you remember when i was going to get into this with you yep and then we will pick up the discussion where we left off if we remember well enough yeah and usually we do usually we do which is why we have post-its yeah and so that is the post-it note concept is they introduced the post-it note concept to me and so i just like to share it to all of you yeah that's just uh i I make shorthands when I, when, like anybody does, when you communicate with someone, you have inside jokes. I call them shorthands because it's ways that I can communicate in faster ways with other people. It's fun. It's a way of, of describing a whole situation, like the post-it note concept by just saying post-it note. It's yeah. like when you have that story of, oh, do you remember that one time when like Gary fell over the bear at the, the cabin and then you're just like, oh, hey, do you remember the cabin? Yeah, I remember the cabin. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same thing, post-it note. So I think we're ready to get into the episode now. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, I think I had one other question, but I don't oh, remember yeah. it because I was high. Okay. Well, if you remember, write it down. Oh, oh, I was going to say that's how we do the show. Yeah. Okay, so the, we, the way we do the show is a little bit different. So we're actually, like, watching the episode. Be- because we're high, sometimes it's hard to remember things, like, days later. So we're watching the episode together right now. Um, this is us pre-watching the episode. We're recording this before we watch the episode. Then we're going to pause halfway through the episode and have a little discussion of what happened so far. And then we'll have a wrap up when we're done. So it's going to have three different transition points. Yeah. Before the episode, in the middle of the episode, and at the end of the episode. Yeah. And you're more than welcome to follow along with our format. Pause the podcast, watch to about midpoint, and uh, pick up where we are. When we get a little bit more professional, I might actually... uh, Pre-watch oh, it like, and, and write down the the, the timestamps so we'd be you know precise, but we're not going to be precise. It's about where it makes sense in the middle. Hey guys, I don't know if you knew this, but we're kind of high. 
So sometimes things that sound like really good ideas do not come up to us until they sound like really good ideas. Yeah. Luckily, we're recording them, so we remember them. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, So that's the format, and then we will see you in a few seconds. Yeah. Welcome back to the second part of uh, this episode. Yeah. The episode is The Naked Now. The Naked Now. Yeah. I knew that was the name of an episode, but I didn't know it was this episode. I just, I mean, it's The Naked Now. It's number one has the term naked in it which makes it kind of memorable it has some really nice alliteration the naked now i mean if you just saw the naked now as a tv title episode i would be very interested in that when i was a teenager me probably the same although i saw it when i was in kindergarten all right so we're at the midpoint we're at the midpoint at the midpoint of the naked now and oh uh we specifically stopped at uh, 21 minutes and 54 seconds in. Oh, I marked that, but it's on my second paper. I skip a lot of lines. I write very big so that I can, like, so that I use up a lot of paper when I make notes. Let's, let's go over what your thoughts were and then uh, talk about some of my points. Okay. So, one, we never did, like, an actual talk about what is, like, the description of the episode. So I'm really happy with that. Maybe we should just never like actually explain what happened in the episode. Just assume people have seen it. I like that. Yeah. Um, but I want context because my, my first note is I want hand-blown glass crazy straw cups. <laughs> yeah. I, they're trying to indicate that it was a party and that is a prop of the late 80s. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> it's a great, and I'm just like, ah. but I want like, I want, I want the, the straw to be glass hand blown as well. Oh, like yeah. I want it to be like a glass straw and not plastic. I want none of that to be plastic. Oh wow. Just I want it fine all to art. be yeah, fine art glass mm, nice. that I can use as a cup because I am fancy. <laughs> and nothing says I am fucking fancy than that. Not that I could think of now. Exactly. I want that in my life. Anyway, it was also good storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see what else I got here. I only checked my phone four times in the beginning of this episode, but it was only 21 minutes. And the last time I'd only checked my four, four times, but I think we paused it first time at like 40 minutes. So I don't yeah. know if that means anything. Oh, also, is it Beverly, the, the med, the medicine person? Yeah. She's the head, or the head doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Beverly, she was checking the crew when they came off the ship and she had the best pickup line ever. It wasn't intended as a pickup line, but I love it. Um, which is, you're nearly perfect. If you were any better, you we would have put you in a textbook. Yeah. Now, I can say it in a better pickup line way here. <clears throat> you're nearly perfect. If you were any better, we'd have to put you in a textbook. Nice. Yep. It's a good pickup line. Use it. Oh, also... Uh, so I like to pick up good and bad story. Like, I like to watch TV as as a critique on its craft, I guess. That's a weird way of what consuming media, but that's how I do it. So, like, I'm going to notice uh, good and bad story beats and good and bad storytelling because I like storytelling. And so they made a very, like, it was a very visual note of Jordy taking his badge off in the episode. Oh, yeah. 
Like, like it was, it was like, that was like literally the only thing. If you're watching the screen, there's no way you could not see him take his badge off. It was very much so, this is what's happening. It wasn't subtle, I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, it wasn't. And that actually um, makes me think uh, about something that I wanted to bring up. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, cut in. It's natural. Um, Something we talked about, you were right about this being a Secret Desires episode. Yeah. That's kind of formulaic, and it really does. And um, that, actually, thinking about it more, sets a lot of the character tones for the whole series is this episode. Because they call back to it so often. And they keep repeatedly doing things. So this is a character-heavy episode. Yeah, it's a, so especially for like so so if you are developing something for television that you want. So so television like is you spend a lot of money. The the way that I, I mean I don't know why I'm fucking explaining how television works, but enjoy <laughs> this segment. The way that it or is you have to like so you already so you sell you sell your pilot you sell your idea right. And then somebody buys it and they already spend a bunch of money and, but they spend a bunch of money for you to do like 10 up or 20 episodes or whatever. Like, so you already get them, you're already in the can for 20 episodes. So you develop 20 episodes without knowing that anyone's ever going to watch this again. Your 20 episodes, that's all you get. Yeah. So you, you, that's what you make the best fucking 20 episodes you can goddamn get your hands on. So you want, you want to pick good opener that was a good opener putting the whole earth on trial the the world war three stuff this is the future it was very heavy-handed and this is who we are i like it that way sometimes yeah no it's good that's good writing like for for what this is for what television is that's good it hooks people yeah and so the second episode of then having them all intoxicated because as a story goes as story elements goes humans understand that when humans are intoxicated we act in a way sometimes that is more true to ourselves without inhibition yeah so it's a shortcut in human language and human experience to then be able to portray the deepest desires of your cast in a way to get to know their archetypes of the character in shorthand without having to develop it over time so it instantly instantly tells you a lot about the character and who they are and how they're going to interact so you can pick out characters that are like you and how you would interact in things and you can develop an affinity so you could will develop an affinity for the show and so you'll keep watching it like it's good yeah 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 Uh, all right (laughs) (laughs) and welcome to the corner where i explain concepts because i do that yes you do and it's usually pretty entertaining even if i understand them when you're saying them But uh, that, that would lead me into talking about a lot of the instances that I saw that were important, but I would still like to hear Riley's before I go into my list. Oh, God. This is why we do post-it notes, because then I won't go on to a fucking, like, 13-minute long explanation of how the concept of the concept works. <laughs> I'm a ridiculous human being. I own this. It amuses me. Yay. Oh, okay. So then, then in like the next fucking scene, Dr. Beverly comes in and says, he took his calm off and he's not doing well. And like, I'm like, well, they just fucking showed that. You don't have to goddamn say it. You don't have to, but I have experienced watching shows where that was necessary for them to get what just happened. 
Well, then that was badly or badly shot. No, okay. So then no, no, you watched I, a badly no, I'm shot talking about show. Their concept. So you want to have. Like, so that's the thing is like because it's a visual medium, you want to have the visual and the written match. You want to have them work together. Your visual story and your narrating story are not separate. And in this, this instant, it is treating it as separate. You could also look at from the standpoint that they thought that it might need to be communicated to the captain and shown that way. Well, you can do it a different way of just being like, he's not on, like, he's not being tracked. You don't have to say it directly, he took his comm off. Well, because here's the thing. She does, she would not say he took his comm off because she didn't witness him taking his comm off. She would say, I found his comm on the bed. Yeah, that part's bad writing. That's yeah. Serious. Oh, was that not what I was explaining? No, I thought you were talking about the, I was thinking like composition and. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. What I meant is the line was bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Like it was just really bad to repeat the same thing. That's lazy. You should have been thinking of how that character would have informed the captain instead of just repeating the thing that happened. You know, as a child, you know how I, I explained this? What? She had to look at the recording to see what happened. Oh my God. recorded. Because they've already established in the first episode that, that you can record the everything on so the thing. She would could potentially oh, have been God, aware of it. Oh my God! I just looked back and like watched the recording. You don't know what I get that, and that totally works. But it's still like a fucking like third level thought that um, I'm it, not gonna accept it as good writing. Right. That's fair. It's okay. But no, like we're, those are yeah. things I'm gonna experience because I was a freaking six year old. Well, yeah, no shit. Like I'm totally cool with that. Like I'm All not right. gonna take away your experiences <laughs> of the thing. I'm just gonna say I don't accept that as look. I am judging Star Trek The Next Generation as a college professor getting this as, a, as an assignment. I don't think that's good writing. That's fine. I'm thinking more of a cultural phenomenon and an impact <laughs> on society. So we're both doing it academically. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm doing it historically because I'm textualizing things and yeah. And I've already explained this in episode one of our podcast. Hooray! <laughs> And I already forgot it, which is hilarious, right? Hi, Chuck! Hi, Trek. <laughs> Tensor's floating disc! Oh my god, it oh, was yes. so but much fun! Like, uh, So wonder. Wesley has like a tractor beam that he's uh, changed so that he can like pick up things and like teleport them in air. To put it contextually within the story, uh, the important part is it was miniaturized to be inside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tensor's floating disc is a D&D &D thing. I'm a nerd. Look it up on Google. I'll uh, just make it sure that you understand. See, I'm explaining <laughs> simple concepts too. I thought you were confused by the fact that a tractor beam normally picks things up. No! It's just not in space this time. That's why I said it's tensor floating disc. You should. You are. You have like a D and D stream thing. Oh, don't I completely you? understand what you were talking about, but I was thinking like, to, like literally the floating disc. I was thinking more like Bizbiz grasping hand, honestly. Oh, oh, so you had the wrong spell thing. Because I'm talking about Tensor Floating Disc. Yeah, which, which is, is like, it just makes a disc that you yeah. stand on. Yeah, Tensor Floating Disc. Yeah, but that was more like Bizbiz grasp because it's a tractor beam that can grasp anything. Oh, uh, I guess so. See, I got confused by your, <laughs> our nerd, our different nerd experiences with DD. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, and this is why we have different cultures of D&D &D players. <laughs> because everyone had a slightly different experience. And because we're all imagining it, sometimes we imagine it slightly different. Yep. <laughs> Yay! 
Okay, I'm gonna look at my list now. Oh, <laughs> they should have developed a better isolation protocol. Oh, yeah, that was my, uh, I also mentioned our thought something like that. So it was, for a um, little bit of context, yeah. we're recording this podcast uh, in the, kind of, I wouldn't say middle, but during a time period of a global pandemic. And so isolation and like keeping bacteria safe and like these things are like at the top of my mind right now yeah that exactly uh, i guess which bring up my point was uh still relevant because we're in a freaking pandemic yeah just, the relevance of the show is going to pop up every once in a while yeah sometimes in absurd ways yeah <laughs> that's how time works yeah and then and then they're like oh we we did every decontamination protocol and then that that is a line that beverly said and so i had marked that oh it's not that they have bad isolation protocol it's that they're bad at showing it visually so like i i did not believe that they had good protocol oh okay i guess that makes sense because like the the transporter beam would just anything that's not supposed to be there it's gone yeah and the advanced technology is almost like a whole new base minimum for existence. Yeah, and then they never explain that. You have to explain that to your to people who are not expecting that. I think that's why I over-explain shit is because I just assume nobody understands me. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Some people don't understand people, and you do have to do that. So uh, I think that's true. why I do that. Uh, I grew up in a very unique situation, and so I didn't have a lot of the same um, pop culture references that a lot of other people did, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, I love Riker and Data. Data? Data. Data's relationship. It's so good because, like, Riker, Riker is the, the dude with the hair, right? Yeah. And the leg. And the leg walk over to chair thing. Yeah, that's yeah. Riker. That's Riker. Okay. Because, like, he hasn't, he was kind of introduced in the first thing, but, like, he hasn't, he's just, like, a background person so far. Um, Jordy's had more time. Yeah. Yeah, so Riker... Like, Riker and Data are so cute together because, like, Riker just allows Data to exist. And when Data, like, has a problem with understanding Riker, Riker just assimilates back to, like, what Data needs. And so it's like, because, like, it's like, it's like searching for a needle in the haystack. And he's like, why would you want to do that? And he's like, oh, I meant proverbially. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful moment. Like, that's how friendship, that's how people should treat each other. I agree. Yeah. And then the fucking captain comes over and a dick to Data. <laughs> like legitimately like 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 literally like Picard literally next scene comes over and uh says something like like a proverb or a thing like that and hmm? it was a snootful oh he says he says oh it's a snootful so it was like more of a vernacular that's not what's the that's term vernacular, I'm is it sure. vernacular because vernacular is a is a language that's to a specific area Pacific, well, I would say because Stufel is kind of archaic, so yeah, so a path vernacular, yeah, but, but I could be using it wrong too. So, I apparently needed to take get an English degree <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He does that, and then Data's like, I don't understand that word, and or like, I don't understand the word in this context. Then the uh, the captain just goes, oh, Whatever, it doesn't matter, and I'm like, Well, that. That's kind of dick. Like, just be, just explain it. It doesn't take that long. Yeah, I mean, you could have. But I guess the character builder for the captain. The, the captain's a dick, and I don't think I like him. <laughs> I, this is a 100% flip. Like, I love Picard last episode. Yeah. Hate Picard right now. It's fair. He's a dick. 
I'm on team. F- well, I was gonna say something, but that was that that has some context that I don't. What about start a nerd rage war? <laughs> no, I was gonna I was gonna say something that had a double entendre, and then oh. I, did, I was just like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that right now. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I I am not liking Picard, and I am starting to get a negative view of Picard from his actions as a character. That's fair, but I would say it's generally positive in future episodes, but I'll let you come to your own conclusion. Yeah. Uh, I will remind you that he did allow it the first episode. What? Data rambling and explaining to Data. Yeah, you have to just, you don't get to allow it once and then call it good job and pat yourself on the back and never have to do it again. That's not being a good person. That's not communicating well with others. Like, you'd keep doing it over and over and over again. Like, that's how you exist in the existence with other humans. Generally. Yeah. Oh, so they do a really good job in, like, the first bit of the episode, like, the first quarter of the episode, establishing that touch is a way that it's spread. But then they just have, like, everyone in the ship being infected, and they did not do a good and like so here's the thing is like again i unfortunately in the middle of a pandemic so like the idea that a bunch of people in the future would just start touching each other is so weird to me when you have like no reason to do that yeah i guess that would be a contextual element to the storytelling yeah because i remember pre-pandemic especially earlier it wasn't it was more common yeah really i think so i i don't like strangers touching me like i don't yeah and that's why it's less common now because more people are saying don't do that oh oh my god i love the world (laughs) yeah i think some things advance sometimes the right way you anyway touched by less people it'll be amazing (laughs) oh that makes me think of uh sorry to interrupt your listening talking about his character development the cards something i'm going to try to start doing is uh Talk about character beats, like when there's an important moment to the character building in the series. So I may, I end up making a list, and now I'm interested if you want to try to do the same thing, which you um, don't have to. But... I, so here's the thing is, like, I'm not going to because I know how the characters develop. Like, I already know oh, the okay. answer. So it's kind of interesting because, like, I'm, I'm learning it backwards. So I know about them as fully developed characters, but I don't know how they got to that point. Okay. And so that's why it's interesting to watch it. Well, let's see if we end up coming to the same conclusions about the character development. Okay, so I, I think the character note that you're talking about is Tasha Yar and Jordy, and it kind of showing that Jordy has a thing for Tasha Yar. Yeah. Is that what we're discussing? Uh, no, actually. No, uh, okay. His eyes. Oh, I also read the eyes thing. Yeah, yeah, but like they they already like the way they introduced Jordy was on a fucking doctor's bed showing that he can see without like with with it was explaining the way reason why his face looked weird. Yeah. That's like how you introduce Jordy. So, you introduce I mean like this is kind of actually shitty now that I think about it. Like you introduced him with his disability, like as a disability and not as like cuz what is he? Isn't he like engineering or something? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't introduce him as, like, engineering blah, blah, blah. You introduced him as the person who oh, has wait, a no, disability. No, 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, wait, step back. He's not okay. engineering yet. He's not engineering? What is he? Like, who is Jordy? Like, what is he um, doing right now? Like, what is his rank? He is uh, a lieutenant, but I'm not sure they've actually identified his specific yeah, role. Yeah, he doesn't even I have a job now. I think it's ops. 
I don't even know what the fuck ops is. Uh, What's ops? It's what data does most of the, It's like analyzing things that are coming into so the like, operations. Uh, oh, okay. So, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, well, yeah. Okay. His eyes. Yeah. I already knew the eyes. This is, you don't have to, like, re well, the eyes. Like It's not necessarily. It's. His, oh, yeah. That's. You would expect people to have a long break in between. Although, we just watched it. We're watching it a week apart. Isn't that how it was aired? Uh, technically, this would be our third week. Oh, okay. But yeah. But yeah, but like, it was what, we would watch it every week, right? This is actually, this would be third week, and so they're kind of reiterating the point that they kind the, of made in the, the first, first week. Episode. Okay, okay. I so will accept that. It's almost a month difference. Never mind. I will accept that as archaic ways of having to just do stories. Yeah. But it wasn't so much, I guess this is the more nuanced approach. Like, the attraction to her, that's not really shown, so my more in-depth analysis how often like, do you touch people's faces that you're not attracted to when you're blind a lot okay yeah but he can see yeah but he can't that's the point he can't see like a human he can see everything else yeah oh, he can't see oh okay his okay, okay. To see okay. The beauty of yeah 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 like, yeah okay never mind so just, i just i i honestly forgot that the character was blind oh okay yeah because he still has, it's the connection, that yearning that some people have to, like, just yeah, have no, I, that when they're blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I I haven't been blind, so I don't. See, I'm glad this, I haven't been, well, I guess, like, I have eyesight issues. That I, I have severe eyesight oh, issues. Oh, you do? I didn't know how bad yours are. Oh, my God. Like, uh, so, uh, I once sat in um, an office chair, and I had, a, like, an eye exam. And I'm like, hey, just for fun. Can we see how bad my eyes are without my corrective vision? Because whenever I go to um, the doc or the optician, whatever, whoever the fuck does your eyes, they always see what my difference is when I have my corrective vision because they already have my prescription. So you don't have to like train the original eye. Um, And I'm like, can we just do that just for funsies? And we did it for funsies. And did you know that they don't have the letters big enough for me to see in an office? Kinda. Mine's about that bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're equally as blind when we take off our glasses, but we're not completely blind. Not but really I have, blind. like, I have corrective vision, so like yeah. I can fucking see so people. So we can experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I, I am. It is anxiety of mine that the world will end and my glasses will break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And make it very difficult to read. Uh. <laughs> or do anything. I can't. I couldn't drive. I could, like. I would make oh. it very difficult no, I, for me to survive. No. Anyways, neither of us are blind, so we don't have the blind experience, so it doesn't automatically occur to us. Yeah. And, but, like, I did, I did, because it was an anxiety of mine that I would become blind eventually. So I did think about it a lot, because uh, one of the things that seized my anxieties when I was a child was to prepare for it. So if I, I, so I did, I remember, because Reading Rainbow did an episode where, um, the actor who plays Jordy, what's his name? LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. He did a whole episode about... Jordy and blindness and braille and how blind people read um through braille and oh that's really awesome oh yeah no it was an amazing episode and like it it honestly comforted me as a little ang- anxious child that um be like okay well there is a way that i could experience stories without having to read them so it's okay i'll be okay hurry star trek and yeah. reading rainbow Thank you. So I think this highlights my, um, maybe we should talk about character beats. Okay. <laughs> because we didn't see the same thing, but we saw the same scene. Yeah. And that, I have a completely different context, well, contextualization of 
how it, it developed. So the end result actually might be different than how it resulted on the podcast. Yeah, I have not confirmed with the 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 online community, which means that I am a little subsection of nothingness when it comes to I'm rambling. Never mind. We all have unique experiences, yes, and I do. think that's why we're doing the podcast it is. because we would like to chronicle that concept. Exactly. Yay. Um, I'm uh, done with my notes. Oh, okay. Kind of quickly go over mine because we covered a lot of them. Let's see. Uh, oh, you you really like data. Yeah. Like, you really do. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to talk about, like, he has a really interesting evolution. Okay. Because uh, it's mostly through, I mean, there's overt stuff, but they even, the dialogue changes. But he can't do contractions. Mm-hmm. I don't think, did they bring that up yet? Not yet. Uh, okay. And I'm pretty sure one time when i watched the series i watched it specifically to find out if i heard any contractions Mm -hmm. and i don't remember hearing any but that's a lot of episodes yeah like that's a lot of episodes but even if they weren't perfect they were pretty darn good about it because they use it as a plot point at some point actually yeah anyway so i i think you'll if you liked it and now i think you'll like his evolution and uh I think I want to check in whenever I see something that is different with data. <laughs> no, like, 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 I think, is it just, do I, like, my, I get happy when I see data and I see good interactions with data. So, and I'm a very animated person. So I think that's, that's what he's referring to as I really like data is yeah. I get, I get happy when I see him and I get happy when he has good interactions. Oh, and you got excited and you didn't bring it up. Her, you yelled his name. <gasps> uh, shit. Uh. Okay. Shimoda, Shimoda. Shimoda. Oh my god, I saw him! And I gotta say Shimoda! The I mean, thing that I said was gonna happen, happened! I realize I look over at Riley a little bit too much because I'm trying to gauge their interaction with the, the, the TV show. And I was just like, I didn't want to even look over at them at that point. So I was like side-eyeing them to see when they said his name and see the reaction. It was, yeah. It, it was worth the side-eye. It was pretty great. It was a great moment. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that I'm up. I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no. You okay? Yes. Okay. Hi, Chuck. Okay. Uh, so character beats, uh, throws a badge. I wrote that down. Uh, Jordan's with his eyes. And then Tasha, her mm-hmm. self-expression. Or she's very really confined in her role and stereotype. So their self-expression is repressed. Yeah. I think that's what they're getting across. That That is her secret desire. And that is attention. I don't... It doesn't get brought too much. Uh, because, but... like, that's just, like, a, a common trope to play for the quote-unquote strong woman. Um, it is. Quote-unquote, quote-unquote. Um, and I, I get annoyed by it. This might be one of the cases that this is one of the early examples. Yeah, so that might be one of those things, yeah, where, like... Because it... we're talking about the 80s and... So, yeah, it, it is most definitely a trope. At this point, um, I don't know if it... It was definitely not the first time it ever happened. But I think it was one of the earlier TV examples of it. Uh, Tasha Yar and, like, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. shitty character, the shitty, quote-unquote, woman, strong woman character, quote-unquote, like, has to be repressed of their emotions because women are so emotional and the only way to be strong is to repress your emotions. Yes, that is most definitely a major aspect. Um, I but I also... What? I just get so tired of it. Oh, so it's a trope. It's bad, right? She's also like a military officer. Well, they're not a military. Again, but... like it's the idea that 
she can only be strong because she has to repress her emotions. It's just, it's overdone. There I just, like, I don't time. have the, ex well, I guess I have, I don't have the same experience a woman has. So I, I have to find ways to relate. And so I contextualize it to how. Oh, how you would feel it. How, uh, like, if it was okay. instances where it could happen to me and how I'd feel in those instances. Okay. So that's why, I guess I'm just tacking on my experience to your experience. It's not as social issue or anything. Oh, it's just okay. empathy. Yeah. And how I express it, I guess. Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense. Just because this is going to happen a lot. Yeah, that's expected. <laughs> I was raised as a woman. This is expected. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to try to keep char character beats because there's still more to come in this episode. Oh, my God. I forgot we're only halfway through. Yeah, we're only <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Billy, we're oh. annoying. I'm sorry. Oh, you listen to TV. Or he might have had his headphones in it. He um, might not even. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't know. Oh. Uh, so I think uh, that's all. Yeah, that's all my notes for the mid mid, mid break. Yay. So I think we're ready to go on to the rest of the episode. Let's do it. See you in a. Well, <laughs> you'll hear us in a few seconds. What up? What up? So this is part three where we have finished the episode. Yeah, that was an episode. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Oh, I so I only checked my cell phone twice. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Better. Yeah. So the ending was at least pretty captivating. Excellent. Okay. So, so my first note here is how drunk was the 90s? Pretty punch drunk. Yeah. Because, like, it, and it's honestly, it was it was a point to make that, like, Riker could handle his alcohol better than anyone else. So, like, the idea that, like, Riker's just, like, fucking drunk all the time. That, like, everyone's just fucking drunk all the time. <laughs> drunk teenager is captain. We didn't even, like, mention that Wesley what, took over as captain. And that's, like, a huge story beat. And it's a huge character beat. Yeah. Like, between Wesley and Picard. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I didn't even write that down. Mm-mm. So yeah, do you have anything to add to Wesley's character building that he took over as captain from Picard in the second fucking episode? In retrospect to how I have viewed it most of my life, so they don't bring up the contention between that, really, mm -hmm. but they bring up like the Wonder Boy Wesley kind of crap where he can do all these amazing things. So I just see it as another example of him being able to do things that other people can't. Oh, him just being Wonder Boy yeah. instead of being a petulant teenager who took over the fucking ship and thinks he can do better. I guess at one point they do have a, they do talk about him wanting to be more like a boy, but it usually doesn't come up. Okay. I mean, like, so here's the thing is, like, I'm not saying that being a pet, like, just being a teenager makes you petulant. I was a petulant teenager, but I don't think that was teenage years fault. But like no, I think I think the thing here is the it's a societal it's I'm I'm looking down on Wesley for the societal like just assuming that you're the smartest kid in the room because like without testing it right yeah because like he so because Picard is like the captain so designated leader right right well when you're the smartest kid in the room like you come into a room and you kind of test the crowd. And you're like, okay, so who's here? What are your abilities to do things? You know, like, where do I, where do I sit in this social hierarchy? Well, in the, in the militarized kind of, like, because it is, like, even if it is, like, exploratory, it is a military yeah. setup. 
captain. These are military words. This is a branch in the military. They have guns. This is there's military involved in the world of the episode. Yeah. So you have Captain Picard, and there's already so there's already a set out hierarchy structure, and the hierarchy structure is that Picard is the leader. That is not questioned. That is there. It is blatant. And to have some kid come in and just like disregard that part of their society is it it makes me want to judge him harshly that's fair mm-hmm. just in the don't really explore that very much oh that's shitty they should do that they do explore uh not with wesley but other instances of uh just being direct orders well, that's like the smartest way to explore that because he's a fucking kid and you can, uh, you can have kids do stupid shit and push boundaries and have them be like written off as, oh, that's okay. As long as you learn your lesson. Well, this might be a case of uh, not very measured writing. Yeah. Because they usually use them as a deuce ex machina. <sighs> so machina. annoying. Yeah. Deuce ex, ex machina. Yeah. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah. That's why a lot of people are like he's just an annoying kid. Because, oh. Yeah. Because they use him as an annoying kid because they're bad at yeah. writing. They're not bad at writing. They're lazy. taking a different approach. I, I would have felt more satisfied with the story if I would have read it how I explained it. Yeah. I feel like it's it's unsatisfactory storytelling for me personally. It's a fair assessment. Oh, I do not like... So Picard has all these... Like, toxic daddy things. Like, just, like, a toxic male character who's in charge. Um, like, these traits. And, like, it really bothers me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. is like, all I've heard... Like, I, I know who Picard is. I, I've seen episodes. Like, not this episode, but I've seen episodes of Next Generation. Um, but, like, I've heard Picard, like, be shown as like you know this exceptionally strong leader and like this very you know like understanding kind of a uh, democratic leader and like um, he's a lawyer he's an arguer he he accepts people you know he he listens to those he he's reserved um all of these tributes being like very good tributes and i'm watching him and i'm like no nah, you're just an asshole who's used to like being in charge we'll see how that viewpoint evolves over the series okay yeah that's one of the things it's like it's so weird coming from the end point of everyone else's experience and yeah. starting over again yeah that's why we're doing this yeah <laughs> <laughs> just so we can catalog the experience uh tasha yar's backstory is gross and overwrought and just gross and didn't need to be like that and gross not a fan of extremes well it's just like it's why why like because like because literally just like being separated from your family is an extremely traumatic event and that's that's traumatic enough to have a traumatic character backstory you don't need to have anything more than that i mean more nowadays maybe no it's it's always has been we just didn't we didn't treat it as an actual traumatic thing i don't like it's so weird that we as a in a part of at culture right then in the 90s it was acceptable to be like yeah that's my point look everyone loses their family sometimes it doesn't that big of a deal right i mean that's (laughs) my point is contextualization different things had society is weird y'all society is weird yeah uh Riker. oh okay so this is another Riker isn't drunk yet note because like everyone else pretty much becomes infected like 
immediately but Riker takes most of the episode to be infected so he ends up being the straight man to base off of like the the crisis point which I honestly think is super lazy writing because it makes no fucking sense they never put in a parameter that it takes this long for one person and another person because it took they never said it but like with the fact that like we we are watching it happen actually I think no, with the Jordy, we didn't watch it happen. He went and finished his mission, and then we found out he was... Yeah, but then like, he touched, like... Like, Beverly almost, like, was, like, instantly... Like, not in... Beverly wasn't... I'm um, sorry, the, the one with the cool hair braid. Yeah, I'm just saying it's inconsistent. Like, diseases in, are inconsistent. Yeah, I know. But, but you're... T- we think a lot about the transmission of disease because of what the world and pop culture and what's happening in the world right now. Contextually, we think a lot more. Of, but, like, that was not contextually a part of, like, the conversation in the 90s. I mean, I guess not. So, in this instance, you will not give the writers the benefit of the doubt? No. Okay. I've judged them. Yeah, I have to remember that they can't tell a story over a long period of time like we can now. Yeah, that's that's why I said, like, I don't like, they, they should have thought about that constraint. And had Data be the straight man. Data should have saved the day. Data should have the one that didn't get the disease. Data should have the one that figured it all out. Data should have been the one that saved the day. Actually, did you notice who didn't get infected? Hmm. Worf, the helmsman. Yeah, no, I know, but like, but like that, I understand in his character. Like, I like, I understand that like Worf's just like fuck. Humans are weird. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like that—that right. that is in line with his character. Is fuck humans are weird. Yeah. Oh my god, Data. Could done so much he chose to not data sorry Worf could have done so much and he chose to just fucking sit there and read off a computer the whole app <laughs> what the fuck what, what is what is Worf's job operations so he's one of the like reading what's going on and contextualizing it for the captain and he literally never thinks oh hey I guess I'm captain now because everybody else is incapacitated he just kept doing it reading shit off episode what the fuck yeah what else was he gonna do <laughs> take over save the day anything make a, an sos everyone fucking sends out sos's all the time they're <laughs> around picking up sos's that are just all throughout space yeah it wasn't his job <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. so not that that is established see they're amazing character or shitty world building <laughs> A little bit of both. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, not having Riker get infected as fast as everyone else kind of screws up the storytelling. Because, like, um, I, I made a note that says Riker is better about consent than data. Be- or data, sorry. Um, because uh, data and Tasha Yar bang, I guess. It is insinuated that they bang. Oh, no, they definitely had sex. They bang. They bring that up later. Oh. Uh, she said never to speak of this again. This never happened. He didn't just delete the experience? No, and he doesn't bring it up. Get emotional heartstrings in episodes later. When Cole, after she dies, to call back to her. And their intimate relationship. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a character building thing. He doesn't break his word or anything. Oh, okay. But we know that they banged. Yeah. Okay. Audience, we know I mean, that they banged. It's a very good episode. You'll, you'll see it later. It's yeah. a couple seasons away. So... The fact that Data got infected really bothered me because I'm like, why would you create an android that would be um, susceptible to the same 
shitty pathways of getting contagions as humans oh absolutely because this never ever happens again and it is terrible and this is the thing i was about to say specifically is that they completely screwed up how they wrote data because of this oh my god because they completely changed it after the fact and it never happens again i i just get like i i like data he makes me happy as a character and so the fact that like the writers did not have love him as much as i did just bothers me yeah but i think it's the only time they really do that at least no like i, I mean like here's the thing is that because you're not having the same person write each episode like other people are like so one person might lean heavier and write the episode then another person might lean heavier and write the episode you don't have the, the same people so you're gonna have like if i there what how many goddamn like there's like what uh five to ten characters you have to focus on an episode at least i think writing from the perspective of five to ten characters an episode and trying to get all of them right is impossible when you don't give a fuck about some of them yeah so like i understand why there is bad character writing i just don't like it right yeah okay i'm just gonna point it out (laughs) no it's important to talk about these things i'm not saying that the writers of star trek weren't like like obviously they made a fucking amazing product because we're fucking talking about it and it came out in the 90s 80s 80s oh my god how many years ago was that i was six so it was like 89 i'm too high to do basic math 89 i think it was 89 i can check well oh, God, not right now we're recording. i'm not checking <laughs> right. so anyway it's been around for a really long time and we're still talking about it so obviously it's a good product yeah. and full of good writing and, was, and and is meaningful and the people who worked on it did a great job i am nitpicking because i have the ability to do it because it was so popular that they it, i can still watch it today yeah yeah if nobody, legacy yeah if nobody cared about your product nobody's going to tell you what you did wrong with it yeah because nobody cares because they'll look at it and be like that's <laughs> nice I mean, obviously, I agree because I called that out before the show even started. Yeah. Uh, but they're usually pretty consistent with that. The, the holodeck, we, we talked about the holodeck. Like, oh, episode. yeah, but the holodeck's not a character. It's so not a character. It's a technology I thing. I don't get it's as upset. They use it enough. It's a character. It's a plot, <laughs> de- it's a plot device. <laughs> Definitely um, a plot oh, device. Oh, Picard is gross. Just him flirting with Beverly is gross. Um, he was I felt icky about it. Like, I felt icky about the way that he acted. That doesn't mean... I used gross instead of bad because I'm not trying to put a morality judgment oh, on okay. it. Um, and that's why I use gross. Yeah, because there's no morality judgment on it. It just made me feel uncomfortable, which doesn't mean it's good or bad. All right. The Wesley taking over the ship is a very important character beat that I'm like, why didn't you bring this up? He always like points out when the episode, when it happens, that he's like, character beat. And I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm also watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Don't always say character beat, but I say it quite often. But I, that didn't happen. And I was very upset that you didn't point out the character beat. So obviously yeah. I enjoy it when you do it. <laughs> so noted. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just no reason for Riker to be the straight man. Like, it, just, it makes more sense to have Data uh, be the one who saves the day and doesn't get infected just just in the already the world that you created up. And then I have in big words, sloppy world building. And then I have with explanation points, gross. And then I have explanation points, brat is amazing. And that's, that's more of the flirting with um, Picard and Beverly. And when Picard's like, Beverly, and then she's like, 
uh, Picard. He's like, you may address me as captain. And she's like, then you may address me as Dr. Crusher. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, brat power. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that scene. I do as well. Oh, so good. High Trek Inception. So all the characters in the episode are acting intoxicated and we're intoxicated watching them act intoxicated. And it was, it was <laughs> High Trek Inception. It was yeah, it was. Because they forgot something and I've been frequently forgetting things. Just, it was, it was know. an amazing moment. Okay, I kind of like Genius Wesley because I kind of, like, I, I, I also was a weird kid who got things really fast and was just like, why can't you just do it that way? Yeah. The easy way that I figured out when I walked in the room. Oh, I like the, because cause there's a moment where he's like, oh, I could just, I could just reverse the tractor beam and push away the MacGuffin that's going to hit the ship or push away something into the, sh- I don't know where the fuck, he could, he could reverse the tractor beam is the important part. Yeah. And then like the engineering lady is like, the engineering officer, I guess, is. Just chief engineer. The ch- engineering chief. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus. So she's like, that will take weeks to do. And he's like, why can't you just do it, see it in your head? And I was just like, uh, I actually quoted him. Why not just see it in your head? And I was like, ah, I feel, I feel this boy. (laughs) Because there are times when things happen and I'm just like, why can't you just see it in your head? Then you'll probably relate to them. Well, like, I mean, sometimes also he's a petulant teenager and I am not. (laughs) I'm petulant, but not a teenager. Oh, I forgot that there was a ship full of dead people. Oh, yeah, you Because, did. like, because here's the thing, like, the whole episode, they forget the fucking episode, like, because, like, at the beginning of the episode, when Jory's, like, walking through the bodies, like, I was actually, like, not upset, I'm high, but, like, like, I, it, it pulled, like, I reflected that feeling of, like, oh, my God, there are bodies, and I was expecting, like, the show to, like, fucking pull that up, but there was just, like, this fucking ship full of dead people, like, it's pretty gross and pretty intense and, like, if you think about what you would feel like being in operations, a fucking clerk walking through this crew of dead bodies, like that's intense. And then they just do not play upon that. They just bring it up, do not mention it. And then like, I, we forget that there's just fucking dead bodies on a ship. Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. What? Well, it wasn't about them. <laughs> <laughs> All the dead and emotional turmoil wasn't important. Not in this case, apparently. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if I'm just too empathetic. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, Starflight is bullshit. I don't remember why I wrote that down. Okay. Oh! I do now. Because, like, okay, so here's the thing is that, like, hey, if we don't become too informal with each other, we should get along just fine. That was, like, the wrap-up scene is... We're a good crew. I hope we don't ruin that with feelings. <laughs> Is how the episode ended? That's not my interpretation. Oh, how did you interpret it? Not getting to know each other, but it's not that angle. It was the temptation of doing something against your own character. Because that was, I, I, I viewed that that was the lesson of the episode. Oh. So when he said specifically temptation, I was talking about the temptation to, to do a secret hidden desire. Was that the end of your That's list? That's the end of my notes. Oh, okay. Um, I just mostly wrote character uh, beats. I'm curious. I'm going to try and remember this. Uh, the Captain versus John Luke. The Captain versus John Luke. It is a surprise. Oh my god, I'm so high. Uh, it's a surprise when someone uses his 
interpre or informal name, that's the word I'm looking for, informal name, um, and it creates a different tone, and when they say captain, it's a different tone. Yes. And I want to see how often they actually use that. Because I know they definitely use it. I just don't remember how often they use it. So I'm going to keep track of that just like I'm keeping track of... Uh, there's something else I'm keeping track of. It didn't happen in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyways. We write notes. We do write notes. I write them with pencil and paper. Because I would get distracted if I had a computer to mess with. Pencil and paper is the least distracting note-taking tool. Yeah. I wanted to bring up Tasha. You already brought up Tasha, but character beat is that she had a rough life yeah honestly and you think it's too rough i think tragic backstories are interesting i was i like especially at my younger age no i no don't get me wrong i love a tragic backstory i was all upon a tragic backstory but i just feel like they don't like that is pretty traumatic like what would happen like if you live through that that would be extremely traumatic and then to like be she's in charge of security yeah. Like, she's she's a fucking cat. Like, she's in charge of security of the Enterprise. That's huge. It is. It's a huge accomplishment. And then to do that while also having all of those things in your life that you have to heal and repair from is just pretty fucking cool. And I don't think it's, it's shown as, like, that dramatic. And I think the reason why that happens is because a lot of times people have to fill in because they don't have the time to explore everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, I agree with you 100% that it's huge and big and you don't explore it but in my mind I when they said it I explored it so I felt it I how and I saw that in my mind how would I relate yeah so when I was younger it was a lot easier yeah, to do that yeah so I'm like a freaking six-year-old but like didn't always get away every concept but probably and, not no uh but I still like ooh, this sounds really bad and so I'd imagine living in a bad situation well okay so that's what I mean is that like because the way that Tasha Yar's um, background is explained is like, I was five and I had to run from roving rape gangs and survive. Like, that's fucking intense. Yeah. Like, that's an intense fucking background story. That is not a background story that a five-year-old is going to get as just bad. Like, that's what I mean is it's more than just bad. No. Well, they do further contextualize it later. Yeah, but I feel like it was just, it is a it is bad writing because it's just let's throw in the worst thing we can think of rape and then it's just like yeah it's the worst thing you can think of but still still just being like i was separated from my family i grew up in a war zone just saying the words i grew up in a war zone is bad enough yeah to understand bad yes they could have done that way yeah that's what that is my whole tasha yar <laughs> problem well we'll see how that evolves as well uh oh the diana plus Riker relationship was highlighted because which one's it, diana uh the counselor telepath oh okay you know when they once she got intoxicated cool, cool hair braid yeah and so it's just because that their relationship gets trotted out every once in a while oh yeah the, they they used to be an item back thing. in the day and spoiler alert actually no i'm not gonna tell you no what she dies no, no. they get back together maybe Look, I I once watched a um, an improv musical Star Trek in Portland. It was very good, and like they used story beats. So they used that they were they called each other Yamazadi Mazadi. Anyway, it was like a a pet name. Yeah, that's what they use in Star Trek. Yeah. 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 Yes, I actually went to go see, and it was an improv musical Star Trek performance. Oh. This is a thing I did with my brother. It was very fun. It was good. 
you're in Portland and they ever do it again, you should just just Google improv musical Star Trek in Portland. <laughs> All right. It's pretty great. First recommendation there. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, so I know that that happens. Okay. It doesn't happen until the movies, though. Oh, okay. And at some point... I didn't watch any of the movies, so, like, so I wouldn't know that. But she's single throughout. They don't get together in this, the show at all. Oh, okay. I mean, they hit out and do that kind of stuff, and they play with it, but they never have a formal relationship in the movie like that. Oh, or in okay. the TV show. Bam. Ah. I'm kind of trying to... Track. Trying to keep it more just based on the TV show. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and then, like, I did, that's honestly why I had, like, this thing written down of, like, um, Riker is better at consentment uh, data because, like, Riker, if, because Riker was, because of the storytelling, I thought Riker was intoxicated. And I thought, like, when he took um, the counselor, what is her name? Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy. I thought when he took Deanna Troy to the sick bay that that was kind of, like, showing, like, hey, Riker's a cool dude would not even like uh, be too forward even if he was intoxicated but that's not what the story was trying to portray actually that was a thought i had so i also came to the conclusion that like he'd take advantage of the situation yeah well and that's well that's the thing is like having that uh, against data and tasha are having sex is a very interesting thing because like on the one hand they're trying not to say that what they did was bad but they're also trying to say that what Riker did was good which is a very weird message to send. Yeah. And I'm not sure they sent it, like, intentionally. No, exactly. It was pretty unintentional, but still, like, it's it, it's just one of those, like, why why would you do that? Like, why make that choice? Yeah. Like, why make, uh, like, why even put yourself in that dilemma or rewrite the scene? I mean, it also brings up the question, like, will Data just do that if someone asks later? Yeah. Is he just there for well here's the thing is i know just don't choose i know that they never did that again like i know that like i don't think data has sex with any any of the casting no but just just people don't ask so it doesn't happen yeah he doesn't have any desire to do it himself okay because yeah but like it's just it's just an interesting thing to even like bring up it is and i think it's there's added intricacy because he's an android yeah and i just i don't think this show is uh, capable of handling all that intricacy and expressing that in a way that's satisfying to me personally. No, absolutely not. Welcome. That didn't happen very often in the <laughs> younger ages of the, the TVs. Oh. That was more of a, we can explore things either on premium cable where you had like HBOs and stuff like that, where yeah. they did mini series or really in-depth series or Netflix. When they started doing their own productions. Yeah. And so. I, like, didn't have access to TV until streaming existed. So, like. Exactly. And I'm just <laughs> explaining to you why that's Oh, thank norm. you. Thank you. Like, I didn't know that. No. That, I, that's I, how I, that would work. I appreciate you explaining me. Thank you. Oh, okay. So, that wasn't pointless. <laughs> no. It oh, was okay. very helpful. I appreciate it. I was just very confused. Yeah. It's just they had different things and formats and expectations. Okay. And so, Yeah. So you can tell that story now in a 10-season episode or 10-series yeah. series that's, like, over, like, freaking a, a day sometimes. Is yeah. Okay. And you couldn't really do that back then. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Dr. First Captain, uh, their relationship and, mm-hmm. their, uh, and how they treat that. They go back and forth then have a very adult 
and its interaction between his uh, desires and his uh, responsibilities and her desires and her responsibilities and they play with it. See, that stuff bores bit. me. Like, that, just that, that aspect of storytelling bores me because, like, I am more interested in delving into, uh, like, interpersonal relationships that don't have to do with sex because I grew up on movies that were interpersonal relationships delving in sex and so I'm bored with it. All right. So, like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, and they're going to have a relationship. Write it off, whatever. Well, a thing's going to happen. I don't think I'll it, see the steps already. I don't think it's so simple as sex or not. Okay. Different romantic feeling, different types of relationships have different type of connotations. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. And so, it's the difference between, where is the line between personal and professional? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that's the, the, I think, the Again, they there. need more shore leave. So, they're not confused as much. Yeah. That's the answer. To give them more breaks. And I fixed it. Because of the nature of the show, sometimes it's necessary to extrapolate some of the character development. Yeah. Because a lot of the episodes, well, I would call them filler. It's about the the message or the, the um, climax um, of the story. Yeah. It's more story driven than character driven. Okay. And so they don't delve too deeply with characters ds9 on the other hand does more so okay. but it's also one of the few early examples of something like having like a seven-part episode Ooh, yeah i'm excited yeah i think their last i think it was seven or six episodes was their season finale so that was pretty awesome that was rare in the 90s <laughs> if i can't think of any other show that it that was on cable television but maybe they did anyways back to star trek consideration yeah so I always saw it as more, well, not always as a strong word because my opinion of the show has changed a lot, but I now see it more as a duty versus desire, okay. which is actually a Japanese literary um, thing, ironically. I never even thought about that. A lot of their literature is about your duty versus your, your desire. And yeah. Probably because I did a lot of Japanese literature studying and um, at, in... I mean, like, America culture also has that with, like, the cowboy yeah. If you're into Western literature. I'm not. Okay. Neither no. am I. I just know that. Oh, okay. I, I used to work at a library, so I, I know how to, like, I know different story beats of, like, genre and stuff like that. That actually makes sense uh, when you extrapolate to Westerns and the connection with Japanese cinema. Yeah. Because maybe they just had similar ideals, and that's why they borrowed a lot of concepts back and forth. Yes. Wow. Well, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, yeah, my thought process probably just changed into that probably because of my academic background and studying Japanese literature. Yeah. And so I connected with it more, and I don't know why I never realized that. I mean, that's that's why you have friends so you, and people, because having all of the experiences is hard to do. Yeah. Just the last thing was um, Wonder Boy Wesley. Mm-hmm. Kind of already talked about him and why, as an adult, I don't like him so much. I connected to, with him as a kid, too. Yeah, I can imagine. But nowadays, it gets a little annoying. Not as much as I've heard some other people rage, because um, there's been some ragers about Wesley. I mean, like, because here's the thing, is that it's one of those, it's one of those, like, just cultural writing tropes. Um, you had to have the boy wonder. There always was a boy wonder. That's, like, because the idea is that you were trying, you were, like, what, primetime was, like, from six to eight? This was a primetime show, wasn't it? It was for the most of his existence, I'm okay. pretty sure. Because, like, six to eight. So, like, so you're trying to get 
kids aren't in bed yet. Yeah. So you also need kids to pay attention. So like the I, the answer for that was to put a kid in your show because kids like to watch kids. It didn't always work. No. Uh, because the answer was have a good engaging storyline for all audiences to enjoy. Unfortunately, apparently that was too difficult to understand. It can be for some people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of kids just grew to hate Wesley. Yeah. Like they did as a kid. It just, I don't know. From my interactions with other nerds. Um, that, that was my list. All right, cool. Shit, anything else you want to wrap up? Because like, I, feel, I feel like we got through my list. I got through your list. No, uh, I think that was that was good. Uh, the next episode is going to be uh, the last outpost, which is technically the fourth episode in the um, the TV series, but our third episode. But we're doing Netflix episodes. But we're doing Netflix episodes. So. So then they combine them. Don't need to them. clarify that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or we could. If or we, we could. Want to. And I'm looking forward to it because it is the Frangie episode. Ooh. The first introduction of the Frangie outside of rumor. So here's the thing, is that when he said Ferengi the first time, when we were talking about doing this podcast, I just said, oh, you mean the Jewish racist racist stereotype? That's that's how I had Ferengi explained to me. And I've seen Ferengi, but like not, like in an episode of DS, I watched like, I've watched one episode of DS9. Yeah, okay, yeah. So like, I know that a Ferengi is this. Right. (laughs) Once they explained it to me, it's like, yeah, I guess without context, it definitely seems like it could be that way. So I wouldn't disagree, but I never personally viewed it that way because it was never explained to me that way. And I just never, it just never occurred to me. Yeah. As is other things that I'm discovering from actually watching it, watching Star Trek and not just hearing about it from like third or fourth parties um i'm finding out that my experience with star trek is different than the experience of other people who have consumed the media so we'll find out yes and so that brings to close our second episode of high track high track have a good day we're going to boldly go where everyone else has gone before but this time we're high you guys have a wonderful day bye